Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. As always, my name's Thomas, and I'm your host. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tonight, we'll take a fascinating journey to Mexico's Michoacán region and celebrate the Day of the Dead festival. Though this story is still very much on point with our seasonal theme, there's nothing frightening whatsoever about it, so you can just relax and drift off whenever you like. The best way to listen to the show is on our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium. There you can enjoy over 400 ad-free full-length episodes. Plus, every Thursday, we release a new bonus episode for our supporters. Tomorrow night, Nikki will be bringing us a very special meditation honoring the Celtic celebration of Samhain. It will help you release and let go of anything troubling you. To hear that and find out more about Get Sleepy Premium, go to getsleepy.com support or simply follow the link in the show notes. You get a seven-day free trial when you first sign up so you can be sure you love Get Sleepy Premium. Thanks so much everyone for your support. Now then, let's prepare to listen to our story by taking some time to be mindful and to invite deep relaxation into the body and mind. Start by putting today behind you. There's nothing more that can be done, so imagine yourself just putting everything down and letting go of any inner chatter. Take a deep breath in through the nose and back out through the mouth. Feel how the weight of your body sinks into your bed while you're exhaling. Throughout this exercise, and during our story, thoughts may come and go, and that's okay. When they arise, just gently bring your attention back to this moment. Now, visualize a single ray of warm sunlight. Whatever this light touches, warmth and relaxation are induced, dissolving any tension and bringing relief. So imagine this ray of light shining just on your toes to begin with. It feels warm and comforting. 
it creates space and ease as it spreads through your feet and up your legs all the way to the waist and into the abdomen bit by bit these warm rays of sunlight melt away any discomfort. They continue spreading up your chest and back, moving into the shoulders, down the arms, and then reaching your hands and fingers. Now, it spreads over your neck and your throat, massaging your vocal cords. Finally, the warming light spreads across your head and your face, covering every inch of your body. Your whole entire body now feels relaxed and renewed. Continue to enjoy sinking deeper into relaxation. Meanwhile, let's begin our story on a bright November day in Mexico at the edge of a large square. The bright sun beats down on the green and grassy square. You raise your hand to your forehead, shading your eyes. Around you, people are preparing for the long night ahead. When the sun sets, Noche de Muertos, or Night of the Dead, begins. This night is part of the larger celebration of Dia de los Muertos, also called Dia de Muertos, or Day of the Dead, when some people believe the spirits of those who have passed on return to eat, drink, and visit the places they walked in life. It's a time when families come together to remember their loved ones and celebrate their lives. Here in the area around Lake Pazcuaro, the festivities begin weeks in advance. The lake is in Michoacan, a state on the Pacific coast 
west of Mexico City, and it is home to some of the most well-known Day of the Dead events. The first stop on your journey was the secluded mountain town of Capula. It's a village known for its fine pottery and artwork. Two weeks before the holiday, Capula begins its popular Feria Artesanal de la Catrina. This festival celebrates the rich history of the figure known as La Catrina. Even outside of Mexico, La Catrina has come to be one of the most famous symbols of the Day of the Dead. She is often depicted as a skeleton wearing an old-fashioned dress and wide-brimmed hat. In Capula, women of the area dress up as La Catrina and walk through the city streets. They are resplendent in their shiny satin gowns of rich purple and midnight black trimmed in delicate folds of lace. Their eyes are hooded beneath the brims of the hats. Some keep their faces obscured behind the black veils. But you can always see their signature makeup. White collarbones, hollow eyes, and skeletal teeth. During the festival, one of these women is crowned Queen of the Dead. But to you, they all stand out as heralds of the night. La Catrina traces her roots to the illustrator named Jose Guadalupe Posada. He was born in Mexico in 1852 and was known for using his art to make social commentary. He made engravings and lithographs, which critiqued the major social and political issues of his time. His works of satire were often published in newspapers and pamphlets. Perhaps his most famous creation was La Calavera Gabancera. It critiqued the leader at the time for his intense fascination with European high society. That leader was later overthrown during the Mexican Revolution. The original drawing shows the chest, shoulders, and head of a skeleton She grins with large, white teeth. On top of her head is an oversized lady's hat. It is covered in flowers and enormous drooping feathers. The hat hangs above her like a parasol, comically large. 
this drawing came to be known as La Calavera Catrina, or the Elegant Skull. Over the years, it found its way into many facets of Mexican culture. La Catrina even appears in one of the most famous murals ever made by the artist Diego Rivera. In it, she stands between him and his wife, fellow artist Frida Kahlo. Now, she is most commonly seen during the Day of the Dead celebrations. While people may dress as many different types of skeletons, La Catrina is the one you are most likely to see. In Capula, you spotted her everywhere as you explored the stalls of the artisan market. In every shop window, there were little calacas, or figurines of skeletons, grinning at you through the glass. In one display, several of them were posed together as the members of a mariachi group. They had white shirts, red ties, and ornately embroidered black jackets and trousers. They each held a tiny instrument and you could almost hear the music they seemed to play. Capula was a beautiful place to begin to understand the aesthetic of this special occasion. Walking through one of the alleys, you watched Papel Picado flutter in the air above you. These little squares of delicately cut tissue paper are meant to catch the wind, allowing souls to travel through them on their journey. They are vibrant and colorful, and they tell a story, like so many aspects of this holiday. After Capula, you traveled down the mountain to the town of Pazcuaro, which is situated on the edge of the lake. This is the hub of activity during the holiday week, but there are things to do in all of the villages along the waterfront here. When you arrived in Pazcuaro, the first thing you did was make a stop at Plaza Grande. There, in the main square, was another artisan market. Stores were lined up in tightly packed rows, selling pottery and other local handicrafts. At one table, a woman showed you ceramic skulls painted rich brown and red, with white around the eyes and mouth. She also had pieces of the famous Okumicho pottery. They come from a town of the same name 
in Michoacan and show vibrant scenes of mind-bending fantasy. With their mermaids and gods, strange animals and diablitos or little devils, they reminded you of something out of a dream. Nearby, a man had rows of white sugar skulls with jeweled eyes that danced in the light. No names of loved ones were written yet upon their foreheads. That would come later, at home, to dedicate these offerings to ones who have passed. The market was brimming with activity and anticipation as people hurried to prepare for the holiday ahead. Children laughed running between the stalls, and adults smiled and greeted one another as they passed. Although this holiday is one of the dead, it carries with it a sense of joy and humor. Life is something to be celebrated, and the richness of family ties is felt deeply at this time of year. You find it easy to get caught up in the feelings of remembrance and love that seem to infuse the very air around you in this place. After a day at the market, you went back to your room in one of the historic buildings in town. You laid down on the bed and closed your eyes. It felt good to rest after the excitement of the day. While the moon was high in the sky, visions of fairy tale creatures and grinning calaveras danced in your mind. A few days later, it was time to visit the area near the Basilica for the wondrous world that is the flower market. There, your senses were overtaken by the dazzling color and sweet aroma of sempasuchiles or Mexican marigolds. This large yellow and orange bloom is often called flor de muerto, or flower of the dead. It is said the aroma entices the souls to the altars on which they are placed. You smelled the stunning piles of flowers before you saw them. From several streets away, the alluring scent called you to the market. You followed your nose around corners and through alleys until you reached the beautiful display. There, 
vendors sold the flowers by the armful. Mothers and fathers, and children too, carried as many stems as they could fit in outstretched hands and bent elbows. From one side of the street, it almost looked as though a volcano had let off a mighty eruption. But instead of lava, these breathtaking flowers had fallen upon the town, dusting it in gold. In and around the orange marigolds were bunches of the maroon and raspberry-colored Motta de Obispo flowers, or coxcomb. They are named for their uniquely ruffled shape, which is reminiscent of the comb on the head of a rooster. After a day wandering through the flower market and up and down the streets of Pazcuaro, it was time to head back to your room once again for a good night's sleep. You woke up this morning feeling refreshed. It was welcome as you knew you'd have a long day and night ahead of you. And now you're standing here beside a green square, enjoying the feeling of the sunshine on your face. You decide to take one final walk around town before you head down to the docks where this evening's festivities will begin. You leave the greenery of the square and head out onto one of the small streets that border it on either side. As you walk, you notice the sun has shifted from directly overhead to a lower position in the sky. Sunset is on its way. Continuing on, you fall into a rhythm with your feet. They carry you up one street and down the next. Time passes quickly as you note the movement of your legs and the feeling of your shoes connecting with the pavement beneath them. After several minutes, you pause for a moment on a quiet street corner. There are not many people out and about in this part of town. It seems unusual to you now after so many days spent in busy market squares with countless others. Looking up, you see you are standing across from an open courtyard. There, beside a small fountain, is an elaborate ofrenda. Homemade altars hold offerings for loved ones 
who have passed away. This one is made of a small table covered in a colorful cloth. Bright blue, red, orange and green stand out against a white background. Cheerful tassels hang down the sides of the table, like a rainbow reaching for the ground. On the table, you see a picture of the person the altar is for. It's small and encased in a shiny gold frame. Around it are bright clusters of marigolds. They also decorate a large tiered frame that stands up vertically behind the main table, adding an extra touch of decoration and splendor. Next to the photograph is a small white sugar skull. Across the forehead, someone has written the person's name. The skull is decorated with purple and blue icing and has ruby red jewels for eyes. It faces outward, welcoming passers-by to gaze back at it in admiration. Several small tea lights are tucked away among the flowers. They flicker in the light breeze and illuminate the many colors of the ofrenda. Finally, next to the candles, there are a few loaves of pan de muerto, or bread of the dead and a selection of the person's favorite drinks. These will nourish the soul when it returns. Standing here, you can see how these offerings honor this person's unique life and journey. You can feel the love and care that went into building it and setting out the perfect items to welcome them now. With a final glance at this special altar, you continue on down the road. After a while, you come to a crossroads. You choose the path on the right and make your way towards the waterfront. The closer you get, the more people you encounter walking past you on the street. Some are carrying armfuls of flowers to bring home for an altar. Others seem to have just left home and are slowly heading to the docks like you. A little further down the road, you smell something delicious. It catches your attention, and you stop for a moment 
to figure out where it's coming from. There, in a shop window, you see what's giving off such a tempting aroma. There are rows and rows of pan de muerto on display. They are small loaves which look like a cross between a circle and a square. That's because of the bone-shaped accents that have been baked into the top of the bread. They are coated in a thick layer of sugar. The smell is so familiar to you. It is warm and sweet and lets you know the bread is fresh out of the oven. You take a minute to enjoy its scent and the fond memories it brings. By now, the sun is beginning to set. As much as you would like to stay and enjoy the aroma of the fresh bread, it's time to head down to the pier. When you arrive, you find the waterfront is bustling with people. You make your way carefully through the crowd until you reach the edge of Lake Pazcuaro. There, you shift your gaze away from shore and out over the water. This is where you are heading tonight. You watch as the sun makes its final descent below the horizon. It's time to be on your way. Looking down, you see the first set of boats are about to head out to the island of Hanizio. They are long and thin, and floating in the water a short distance offshore. Many belong to this region's indigenous Purepecha fishermen. What makes these boats special is the large butterfly-shaped fishing net that extends far past the rim on either side. It gives the appearance of wide, delicate wings, which is how the group has earned the nickname Butterfly Fisherman. In each of the boats stands a sturdy candle which flickers gently in the light breeze. Together, the boats begin their journey to the island. From here, they look like a hundred tiny lightning bugs with wings like dragonflies skimming the surface of the water. They seem to enchant the lake with their presence, shimmering through the gloom with the magic of their movement and luminescence. 
without hesitation, these small boats lead the candlelight procession across the lake. You board a boat with several of the people around you, and before long, you feel the smooth sensation of gliding across the water. You find yourself in the middle of this dance of fireflies, and watch as the tiny lights flicker long reflections on the darkened lake. After several minutes, you see the island of Hanitsio rising out of the water in front of you. It is a striking sight, a small mound dotted with homes and crowned with an immense statue made of stone. This is the memorial to Jose Maria Morelos, one of the people celebrated as a hero of Mexico's independence. It stands 40 meters tall and depicts Morelos with his fist raised in the air, a symbol of strength and perseverance. The boat docks at the pier of Hanizio. Slowly, people pour out onto the sidewalks and roads. They take their time walking together arm in arm, making sure their families are close. Together they meander through the city streets until they come to the island's church and cemetery. This is where families will gather and hold a vigil through the night. Like most things during this festival, it represents a blend of cultures, practices, and times. For days, families have been preparing the grave sites for their arrival and that of the souls whose journey will bring them here. Every grave is piled high with marigolds. There are so many, the space blends together as one. It looks as though someone has laid an enormous blanket of amber and gold across the hill. The aroma of these flowers is sweet and inviting. Surrounding the marigolds are hundreds of candles. Although it is night and the sky above is dark, the cemetery is awash in the warm glow of candlelight. Standing back at a distance, it looks like a garden of light, with flowers and flames playing off one another in a fantastical and awe-inspiring way. The candlelight 
flickers in the dancing breeze, casting shadows on the ground that move and turn with every whisper. The flowers catch the light, mirroring the flames with their rich yellow petals that set the cemetery ablaze in radiant color. The air itself brims with a special kind of anticipation, and also a sense of deep peacefulness. While it is a beautiful thing to see, it is time to leave these families to their memories. Night is upon you, and your boat is waiting. You walk back down to the pier and board the same vessel that brought you here. Slowly, it makes its way back out onto the lake. You feel the cool breeze flow around you as the boat picks up speed. It makes you think of something you've heard before. That tonight, on Noche de Muertos, the souls return with the wind. Looking back at Anizio, bathed in candlelight, you can feel the beauty of this time and place. It's for all those who have passed on, and also for the living, to remember and to celebrate the wonders of life.